Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast that's dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this here show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 21, Resetting Your Caffeine Tolerance. So welcome back, one and all, to the one and only Becoming Better podcast. Unless somebody has infringed on our on our podcast, we haven't trademarked it yet. Welcome, welcome back. Um, today, I'm thrilled to welcome a very special co-host of mine. You know, we have a lot of experts on this podcast. Uh, we've had best-selling New York Times authors. We've had uh, incredible people, people who have sold millions and millions of books. I think actually the last uh, three interviews, everybody sold over a million books. But the one piece of feedback that comes up again and again from, from listeners, from a lot of people is, uh, where's Arden? Where's where's your wife? Um, And I am thrilled to say that Arden is back and on the podcast once more. So welcome back, Arden. Happy to be back. And even though I have sold absolutely zero books. But how many times have your journal articles been downloaded? I don't even know. Uh, not very many because most of them are most of them are working papers, but okay. um, probably not even remotely close to a million. So below or above, would you say? A million? Yeah. I mean, below. Let's, yeah. let's be real. You can always round up to the nearest million. Uh, so this is a big episode of Becoming Better. Uh, those looking at the dates uh, that, that the podcast came out on, you might have noticed that we skipped... Uh, the last the last week we took a little bit of a holiday uh, before starting this this set of episodes. We've got some follow up from previous episodes to tackle, um, especially the weight loss challenge. Bum bum bum. Yeah, how did no, it go for good. you? Can you it give went... a Can you give a preview for people uh, so they don't skip to the end of it? It went well. It went well. Yeah, yeah. about eight out of ten for each of us. But we'll get to that later. This week we are talking about. Caffeine and again, again, yeah, and it's worth revisiting this topic. It's such a big thing that drives our days. So many of us structure our days around caffeine, um, and, and it, it came up recently for us over the holiday season. Um, and, and so we had one earlier episode devoted to uh, the science of caffeine, how we can use it to uh, become a better human being and become a bit more productive. Uh, But uh, I recently decided to embark on an experiment uh, to reset my caffeine tolerance. Did you notice uh, this occurring on the whiteboard in the kitchen? Of course I did. I think it says Chris's caffeine challenge on our whiteboard. So I noticed. This is day 22 of the challenge, I think, of no caffeine. Um, Because I noticed, and this is is a topic that comes up uh, often on the podcast, where it, it can be tough to follow the advice you give 100% of the time. I, I like to say that I follow 90% of the, the, the advice that I give 90% of the time, but this is one of the, the 10%. Um, and, and I noticed over the holidays a, a curious phenomenon occurring where my caffeine intake was going up and up and up and up and up. Uh, and, and toward the end of the year, I was consuming about five cups of coffee every single day. And so I thought, we've got this podcast, and we've got these listeners, so why not, on behalf of listeners uh, of this show, why don't I go cold turkey without caffeine, going from five cups a day uh, to zero 
to see what might happen. Yeah, it's the exact same thing I did six months ago. Yeah, Welcome except you, to didn't the make club. A, you didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't because <laughs> I don't. But yeah, no, it's it definitely, I know exactly what it feels like. And so, yeah, it's a good opportunity to talk about it now that you've done it too. So you do this every once in a while. Uh, I do this occasionally as well. So it, it's worth starting with the why. Uh, you know, the very idea of resetting your caffeine tolerance, going cold turkey without caffeine, might people might think, there's no way in a million years that I want to do that. So if somebody's weighing whether they should be doing this thing, what what are the pros and cons, would you say? Why would why would somebody want to reset their caffeine tolerance? I think for I think a big reason is that it's just nice to not be dependent on something, to have to find your caffeine fix every morning and, and worry spend so much time worrying about where you're gonna find that. I mean it's obviously an addiction, a very mild one, but it yeah. is an addiction, right? And some people don't like to be dependent on it. And that totally makes sense. And especially because your body does adjust to how much you can it take. So how much you 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 tolerate every day. Ten people tend to start drinking more and more yeah. coffee or tea or just taking in more caffeine every day. Um yeah, and it, that ends up being, I know for me, it ended up being so much more caffeine than I'm, I'm comfortable with drinking. Yeah. Because you go from zero cups of coffee to one and it's an incredible boost. It's a huge jolt. But eventually your body adapts to that level of caffeine. Uh, so caffeine, not to geek out too much, is an adenosine reuptake inhibitor. And so it prevents your mind from absorbing adenosine, which is a, a chemical that essentially makes you tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your, what your brain actually does, though, after you consume more and more coffee, after you consume that one cup of coffee, is it grows more adenosine receptor, receptors in your mind. So you actually need to consume more coffee in order to experience that that same benefit, uh, but there is this withdrawal, as as we'll get to in a in, in a little bit, that comes along with getting off the bean. And even just, I, th- I think when your tolerance is so high, you end up having all these like physical and mental side effects, which was that was for me the big motivator is that I was starting to feel like. Uh, jittery and anxious when I was drinking so much caffeine every day. So that was for me the big the big motivator. But and I think for a lot of people, they find they just get really kind of shaky and anxious when they're drinking a lot of caffeine. And some people feel nauseous, and there's a whole bunch of side effects that you can hear about in episode twelve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I think the the important thing to keep in mind is stress in your body is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, exercise is stress for the body. It's a great outlet for it. Um, and, and, you know, without a bit of stress, we wouldn't wake up in the morning because we need a bit of stress to get out of bed. But on a chemical level, caffeine is quite uh, possibly as close to uh, liquid stress as you can get. Um, your, your body releases more epinephrine um, and, and a bunch of other chemicals where it's kind of like a threat to your body. A good threat, mostly, because once you drink it, you mobilize to to face the challenge of whatever's in front of you. But you do get that crash, and you do have to keep that in mind that maybe if you're having five cups a day, my, I was getting a bit anxious. I was feeling a bit restless. Um, and, and so that anxiety did start to creep in a little bit. And if you find that you're an anxious person and you look to the amount of coffee you have every day, and it's this one of those big jugs <laughs> that some people have that fit like a liter and a half of, of, of liquid, it, it's, it might be worth considering doing this. Yeah. And I mean, this is a spectrum like anything, right? 
you're going to be on one extreme for how much you can take before you start to feel anxious or having negative side effects. Some people are very, very sensitive. So if they have one cup, they're really sensitive and feel it right away. Some people don't feel it even after 10 cups. I have family members that go to bed right after coffee, which blows my mind. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But I mean, everybody has a different tolerance. So that's a nice thing about resetting your caffeine tolerance is that you can gauge where on that spectrum you fall and where the side effects of caffeine start to be negative. Yeah. Where, Where is it for you? After about two or three cups of green tea. Mm. Yeah. Mine is when I, I go from tea to coffee. Oh, yeah. I can't even. I I, st- I haven't had coffee since the podcast episode we had. Really? Yeah. Wow. I just did it was, no uh, coffee for me anymore. It did that much of a number on you. Yeah. It's just I don't want to go back to coffee. <laughs> Fair. Green tea is so enjoyable. Fair I don't know enough. why I would anyway. So, so, so I, I made a little diary through this experiment and, and I won't read my diary verbatim because I don't want to give people a glimpse into my my twisted life in that way. No, I'm just kidding. But I realized in looking over this this very secretive diary, this very sexy secretive diary about my, my caffeine reset. Nothing sexier than notes on a Mac. Yeah, the, in a big text edit file oh, on the Mac. Um, I, I would literally, when I had a thought in the living room, run over to the office, capture a thought, and then run back to the living room during this experiment. But I realized in looking back over the course, yeah, I know I'm kind of a weirdo, um, but, <laughs> but I noticed in l- looking over the notes from this particular experiment that uh, I can kind of divide up, and I, I looked over the previous resets that I've done and that you've done, we, we can kind of all divide up uh, the process of resetting our caffeine tolerance into four different distinct stages. Oof, it feels like it's out of a business school textbook. Yeah. Maybe I should Uh-oh. write a business school uh, textbook chapter on Uh-oh. this very Having idea. Uh, the flashbacks. Porter's Five Forces or Bailey's Four Forces of Caffeine oh, Withdrawal no. like uh, for, for introducing more caffeine synergy into your days. Uh, but essentially, the first stage is calm before the storm. Then there's... The storm, right? That's what comes after the calm before the storm. Then there's on the up, and then there's the calm. Nothing wrong with calm. You don't see that word in business school textbooks. I mean, you probably do. You probably do, but not... When it's with the calm before the storm. Yeah, business, <laughs> uh, business school textbooks in California, perhaps. But, but so essentially the calm before the storm. Uh, this happens right after... So this is only if you go cold turkey. There's a couple ways to reset your caffeine tolerance. Cold turkey, you just stop. And you deal with the effects that come up. And you suck it up like a big, uh, like a big boy or girl. Um, And and you can also kind of wean yourself off of caffeine. So if you have uh, two cups of coffee, you can start by doing that, then maybe have one regular caffeination, then one half decaf, half regular, and and slowly start to go down the the gradient in that way. But if you go full stop, you'll notice these same four steps. So first, there's the calm before the storm. And so this I, I find to be the most curious uh, one of these stages. And, and so uh, I thought I would be getting off scot-free during this experiment. I thought, okay, the experiment, it, it, this is going to be a walk in the park, no problem at all, because I stopped drinking one day. The next day I woke up, I had a crazy amount of energy. I went through the day and I went to sleep without experiencing any withdrawal whatsoever. The first day withdrawal or lack of withdrawal really yeah. is, I think, pretty common when you're detoxing from caffeine just because it takes your body a little time to realize you don't have caffeine anymore. Hmm. 
And this was something I noticed too. The first day was totally fine. I mean, I had a little bit of a headache by the evening, but I mean, lucky you, it hit the next day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, lucky me. Uh, So that was the calm before the storm. Then the storm did hit. Um, So that was day two. Uh, I'll, I'll read... The note that I have here, uh, laid in bed for a lot of the day, took an extra log nap, very low on energy. Then there's a comma after energy for some reason. And the next bullet says, wife came into the bedroom while I was laying down and offered to take my temperature, afraid I had the flu. Yeah, Um, he actually did look like he had the flu. And I mean, you're a bit of a baby when you get sick, so I never know if you're really, really sick or just kind of like milking it. But... This was one case where I actually thought you were really sick. I I captured a note of something you said to me while I was lying down. You said, quote, I don't know whether to treat you as if you have the flu or you're just recovering from a chemical dependency. (laughs) How romantic. Yeah. (laughs) What do you have to say for yourself? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I would stick to that. uh, I, I think that's pretty accurate. It definitely was the chemical dependency, but it did get better after that day. I made you some tea. Yeah. No, decaf tea, we yeah, should course, say. It was course, herbal tea. I made you some tea and let you sulk in your, your yeah. dark room. <laughs> but but the next day, you know, I took things a bit slow. I set up some IKEA furniture I see from the log here. I had a bit of a headache, but it wasn't too bad. Um and, and so that was kind of the storm. The the storm do you find it short lived as well? Yeah, I think for me it lasted again two to three days, I guess, until I really felt my energy was completely back. Yeah. And not even just back, but better. And I think, yeah, so it took a couple of days for me to feel normal again and to, for the sluggishness to go away. But after it went away, it was pretty nice. Yeah, it, it's actually really nice. You start to to notice more in the world around you because caffeine kind of narrows your, your attention in a way where you can really focus on on one thing, but you miss kind of the expansive focus on the day-to-day. Um, so setting up the IKEA furniture, I, it was like a nice experience just being with that, uh, listening to Michelle Obama's book, which is really good. Um, you know, a bit of a headache, but not too bad. I don't think I was quite aware enough of hmm. that effect, but I, maybe <laughs> I'm just not mindful enough to notice that the world became more vast or expansive. Yeah, there's more details. I think that might be a, a much more, I don't know, I didn't notice that. But <laughs> I did notice that I just had a much more level level of energy all yeah. day. On, on the third phase, on the up. Uh, so so this uh, was day four, four to nine for me, uh, where you know things were calmer, like the headache slowly trailed away over time. And uh, eventually you settle into the last stage of uh, this uh, withdrawal process. Uh, for me, uh, day nine onward. Um, and, and this is probably a longer reset period than a lot of people. A lot of people say that it, it, they, they stop experiencing symptoms uh, about a week a- after doing this reset. But um, day nine, it was very calm. I was sleeping deeper. My sleep got deeper and deeper and deeper uh, e- each and every night. Uh, the workouts got more rewarding and I was able to focus with uh, greater clarity greater ease, uh, with more energy, more mental calm, and just less stress and lasting consistent energy. Yeah, that's definitely true. Once once you've kind of gotten over the withdrawal hurdles, I, yeah, you definitely feel a lot better. Um, I don't think it took me nine days to fully feel mm. that, but it's been a while now, so I don't fully remember. But yeah, I think for four days, you feel a lot better. Yeah. Or after five days, I guess you feel a lot better. And then after that, I didn't notice a 
big gradual improvement over the next four days. But I definitely did notice, yeah, my energy was so much better and I just felt more consistent all day, which is nice. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it really is nice. So, so how, how long is the reset usually for you? Um, a month or two until I really miss green tea. I, I, I'm not lying. I really love it. And I think every now and then I only do this when I find I'm drinking coffee again and mm. that just really messes me up. So every huh. time I start having coffee in my diet, I realize, oh yeah, I need to balance this back out. But uh, for, for me, I think it probably lasts one to two months, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little less. It really just depends on what I, how, how high my tolerance had ended up being. Mm. Five cups. Might have taken. <laughs> oh my gosh, I nine or ten. That days. would have taken me. Yeah, but I was drinking a whole pot of coffee a day before. Yeah. I cut it out. We had so. the morning coffee maker on every morning, and Oof. we crushed that that pot, didn't we? Yeah, every day, hmm. and I uh, don't know now. Looking back, I think that's insane, and I don't realize how long. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't realize it was going on for so long. Yeah, but I feel a lot better now with just my green tea. Yeah. I am going to say I'm. I know you're in full detox mode. So you're really loving the detox like a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I really, I like having green tea every day. And as much as you've been trying to convince me to do a detox again, I have no interest in cutting it all out entirely. So I think a lot of people listening are probably in that mindset where they don't mm. want to have zero caffeine Yeah, and that's totally fine. The reset is never, I don't think for either of us is ever going to be a permanent thing. No. So just a nice reset every now and then to kind of recalibrate and figure out what your baseline levels should be. Yeah, and I think if you find yourself at that point where you are, your energy is kind of rolling over on itself, and it's you're becoming a bit more anxious. You're a bit more restless. You're irritable. It might be because of the caffeine that you. It could be because of a whole host of other factors as well. The caffeine isn't the reason for everything that happens in our life. But it often is a reason because it is this chemical <laughs> liquid stress. Uh, essentially, it is often a reason for these things. So it's it's an experiment that could be worth trying, depending on who you are and depending on the kind of relationship with caffeine you want to have. Yeah, it'll just tell you what how much caffeine you can tolerate if you want to have it in your life at all. Yeah. Like for me, I've relearned that I need two to three cups of green tea to be really happy, but yeah. only every other day. It's a nice reminder. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a few tips if you're going to do it. What what do you find works well for supporting these resets when you do them? We we've talked a bit about this on the caffeine episode. We didn't dig too deeply into the the actual detox part of it. But but for supporting the detox, what do you usually do? I drink a lot of water, mm. a lot of herbal tea because a lot of what I go to coffee and tea for is the ritual. Mm, yeah. And switching to herbal tea is definitely important. Because you don't lose the ritual, but you just lose the caffeine, which is nice. Yeah. So that's, yeah, drinking a lot of water. Working out is a big one. Yeah. Cardiovascular yeah. exercise. Yeah. And yeah. and I, like a really hot detox yoga class takes your mind right off the caffeine headache and also makes you feel really good and energized, but also just staying busy in general because you don't notice. Yeah. And, and it's okay to mitigate the effects a bit. You know, take a Tylenol or an Advil if you really, really need to. Uh, if, if you find that during the storm phase, oh, you, no. you, you experience that, that things are especially bad. But yeah, exercise to compensate. Um, eating more healthfully is, is a wonderful strategy. And starting on the weekend, starting on a Friday, so you get that calm before the storm on the Friday. And then when Saturday hits, you don't lose a lot of productivity. You can just kind of hang out and and watch Netflix if you so desire. Or when you're sick, because you just kind of attribute uh, the fact that 
that your mind is detoxing to the fact that you perhaps have the flu. <laughs> uh, so we should say, I just looked it up. It's episode 12, uh, Drinking Caffeine Strategically. That's a good companion episode uh, to the first half of this one. So the second half, oh. the weight loss challenge hey. update. And I will just say, we were aware of the date on the 14th, and all of these results were recorded on the 14th. So just to be transparent, we didn't give ourselves extra time. We just didn't record that week. And and if it makes you feel as as proof, I'm holding up a copy of today's newspaper. I guess it's a podcast, so it doesn't really work. No proof. That's that's a journal article, not a paper. It's a lie, but people don't know. It's a podcast. (laughs) So... We we rated how it went at the beginning of the pod. Uh, you mentioned eight out of ten. Why is why why eight out of ten? It didn't go perfectly. It didn't go ten out of ten, but yet it went really really well for you. Yeah, so I think it started off a little bit slow, which is I think why I wouldn't give it a ten. Mm. And I, the reason for that is I, I did. I knew this would be a challenge going in. I traveled for two weeks to East Africa at the very beginning of the challenge, and I was traveling with colleagues, so I was basically living on hotel food and the granola bars that I brought. Actually, I don't think I brought very many, but I think just the travel bars that I brought. And and even though the options at the hotel were extremely good, the food options were insanely healthy. I mean, the food there is just like lots of beans and really Ah, healthy grains and veggies. It was awesome. That sounds delightful. It was really good, but it also meant that I was with people, and so you're eating just a lot more than I'm used to eating. I don't usually Mm. have three huge full meals a day, uh, and that just that kind of habit was not something I'm used to. Um, And I I always struggle with balancing this when I travel. So I know this is always something I struggle with and I didn't handle it particularly well (laughs) on this trip. So I didn't make a lot of progress right off the bat, but after that and over the holidays and then since then, um, I did really get back into all of the habits that I I had set out to. So going back into yoga regularly and running regularly and even just eating better as a rule has been, I've been really focused on that. And especially because we have all these workout challenges now that has been such a, <laughs> on the Apple such watch. a fun thing, even though you cheat, but I do not cheat. You do I do cheat. not cheat on the challenge. This is, this could escalate. So I'm going to ha- stop that. A little. We should st- nip this in the bud. Yeah, exactly. But the Apple challenges <laughs> were really nice on our watches. That was really, really fun. Um, and it just kept me kind of motivated with the working out. But yeah. I'm just kind of back in the habits that I used to have before the this 2019 happened. So I think you are being a little bit hard on yourself for, for the Africa trip. You're going to Africa. It's a big... <laughs> there. You can't travel much further from this part in Canada in the world. Yeah, um, it, it's, I know. It's 48 hours of flights to get there, 48 hours of flights to get back, plus a train ride on, on both sides of those. And, and so I, I think... Uh, me, all our listeners, we got to cut you a bit of slack in this experiment. Well, thank you. But I, I'm actually really happy with how things went overall. I mean, in the end, all of my clothes fit better. I just feel better. There's a feeling that I always have when all of my health habits have kind of fallen into place yeah. where I feel just more limber. I don't know. I, there's no other word limber. for it. I just feel more limber. Like I have, I'm just more movable and I feel lighter <laughs> and I just feel more bouncy. It's like just, Gumby? I don't even know who that is. Oh, Okay. So no, I, I guess not. But I just feel I just feel good, and I I feel that way again. And my clothes fit better, and I did end up losing about seven pounds, which is a little less than I had originally set out to. But I also specifically said I wasn't setting a 
a weight goal. Yeah. I was just trying to get my habits back and I do. So I'm happy. Yeah, me too. So eight out of 10. You know, my, my goal was 20 pounds. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. You wait, had 14 weeks or something? <laughs> or not, wait, whoa, 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 not no, 14 not, weeks. No, it was 10 weeks. Uh, 10 weeks. Yeah, 10 weeks. Um, and uh, Michael Greger, when, when we were chatting, not on the episode, but but separate from that, he kind of harped on me a little bit for, uh, for for having such an ambitious weight loss goal. So I As thought, he should. Yeah, and so I thought, okay, maybe I should dial this Back just a teensy tiny little little bit, and so that it was really a process. Though uh, I really set an intention at the beginning of the challenge to not focus on the weight, because you know you can live and die by a number on the scale, and if you gain 10 pounds of muscle mass, you gain 10 pounds on the scale, but you look totally different than, than you would if you uh, gained 10 pounds of, of fat by eating McDonald's every single day. Um, and, and so I didn't pay much mind to the numbers on the scale. I did gain about 27 pounds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> so, so I did lose about 13 pounds. And um, you look good. Yeah, I look damn fine if, if I dare... Oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and and, and I, I would add more to that 13 pounds because I think I did gain a little bit of muscle, probably not a ton um, because it's difficult to, to gain muscle as you're losing fat. Uh, but but I did also, more importantly than any number on a scale, develop some good long-term habits. Um, going vegetarian was a big, big one of them. Eating a plant-based whole foods diet that Michael Greger talked about in episode 19 of the podcast. And that I have been talking about for six years. This to- is what so often happens. <laughs> is Arden talks to me about an idea for years and years and years. And then somebody else comes along and says, hey, have you tried that? And I'll tell them, no, I haven't. I I should try that out. And then I love it. And that's the case with Michael Greger in this. Um, In in all fairness, he is the world's foremost nutritionist. And and you're just my... No, I'm just kidding. You're, You're the love of my life, but... I don't know how I'd dig myself out of this hole, so I'm going to go on to the next point. Just admit that I was right. <laughs> you were right. You were right. You were right. Um, uh, working out in the mornings before work, I find, gave me lasting energy throughout the day. Uh, uh, firing up Yoga with Adrian on YouTube. One of my new favorite YouTube channels, Yoga with Adrian is the bomb. Uh, just becoming more mindful of the food uh, that I put into body, I- into my body, and how it affects how much energy I have throughout the day. That's one of the. That was one of the biggest factors for me is listening to my body um, instead of feeding it. Like when I first woke up in the morning, I waited and I thought, okay, when is my body going to tell me to eat? And often it wasn't until 10 or 11 a.m. And so I ate at 10 or 11 Mm a.m. And often that meant stopping eating earlier on in the evening instead of gorging on um, some oatmeal cookies, for an example, which I heard that you were going to make tonight, which I'm very excited about. Now that this weight loss challenge is over, it's time no. to gain those 13 pounds back. Okay, no, no, no. That's not how this works. To be clear, they're going to be whole wheat oatmeal cookies, oh. and they're going to be very healthy. There's no sugar. <laughs> so um, they're just like a nice treat every now and then. But so, I mean, what does this mean now? Are you mm. just going to revert to all your old habits? No. Okay, good. Because I, I, I like them. I like being vegetarian with you. It's been <laughs> yeah. very nice. Oh, it's incredible. It's uh, and you feel amazing, and, yeah. and I think this is this is something we're not attuned to as much as we need to be. Uh, certain foods affect us differently. Uh, so if you feel crappy after you eat a pizza, why do you continue to eat pizza? And this is a question that I don't ask listeners; that I ask myself. 
but in the past. So there are all these foods that we so often eat that make us feel crappy. And we know that when we have that apple first thing in the morning, we have more energy than if we would have had a coffee. Uh, And so I think attuning to the things that contribute to how much energy I have, uh, focusing on energy first and good long-term habits first and weight loss second. Uh, Ironically, I lost more doing that than I think I would have the other way around. Yeah, I think I'm I'm just glad I've got my old habits back. This is these are things that I do I knew I would hopefully fall back into and now that they're back into my like routines, I feel just so much better that they're part of my life again. So yeah. I, I think I mean maintaining habits is always more challenging. So um I'm just glad that I'm I have them back. But maybe we can talk about maintaining habits on another episode. That's right. That look at the time. It's like you've got me back on the podcast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're not at 30 minutes and uh, it's time to wrap it up. Uh, so, it, you know, we've heard from a lot of listeners if, if, if around this challenge for, for the ones we've held accountable. Um, if you want to find uh, your own challenge in, in this way, uh, do check out episodes 18 and 19. Um, they, they'll really kind of set you up for... Uh, for success in, in, in this way. Yeah, and I just want to maybe shout out to all the people who did email us with their progress and their updates. Yeah. It's been so awesome reading about all of these people having really great success or or even all the things that people are struggling with and, and just kind of working towards together has been really awesome. So to everybody working on this with us, it's been really cool to read everybody's emails. And so congrats, thank you. well done to and everybody. And congratulations to everybody else yeah. who, who worked on this the whole time. So Good work. Nice. So be, finishing up becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode. We hope you have a wonderful week and we will both, Arden and myself, see you in a couple of Tuesdays. <laughs>